All right, welcome to Coon and the Wasp. Thank you for tuning in, and thank you to Steel Pixel Studios. Today, we're going to discuss the New York Jets, the Philadelphia Eagles, and a little fantasy football. I want to welcome my co-host, the Kahuna. Hey, good to be here, uh, getting ready for some Thanksgiving turkey. Exactly, exactly. So let's start with the Eagles, baby. Big win for the Eagles. They beat the New Orleans Saints 40-29. to Kahuna, break it down. Seems like it's becoming a trend here. The Eagles winning. I love it. Um, you know, how crazy. The last three weeks, uh, you know, the talk goes from firing Sirianni, uh, replacing Hurts, and draft pick, blah, 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 to, hey, are we going to make the playoffs? Well, I don't know about any of that talk. I said Jalen Hurts was the man. I like him in Philadelphia. I think he's still a young quarterback, still learning to play the game. Uh, Jalen Hurts was 13-24, 147 passing yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions, but 18 attempts on the ground, 69 yards, and three touchdowns. Well, I tell you what, you know, I, I, yeah, great stat line, great Eagles win, but I get a little nervous when I hear you say 18 attempts on the ground, you know, three touchdowns. You got to move that ball around. You got to get everybody else involved to keep everybody happy. Otherwise, they're going to start keying on Jalen. And look what happened in the middle of the season. He was getting killed. Well, I think the Eagles have been doing a great job in the last four weeks, especially in this win streak, running the ball, whether it was with Boston Scott, Jordan Howard, Jalen Hurts, even Miles Sanders had 95 yards. It was really good for the Eagles to have him back. But the big thing is our defenses that are facing the Eagles, are they looking at these, you know, 150 passing yard games, 180 yard passing yard games? Why don't we QB contain and then make them force them to pass the ball to Quez Watkins and everyone down the field? Because right now the running the ball with Jalen Hurts and the running back seem to be a winning solution. Yeah, I like that. Um, uh, I'd like to see Goddard get a touchdown again. I'd like to see a couple of receivers get in the uh, in the end zone. Um you know, Sanders came back. I think he had a pretty good game. Uh, yeah, you had a fumble. They had probably a second fumble call back for a penalty. Um, but, uh, you know, he's going to be pretty busy this week with uh, Howard Hurt. Yeah, so we'll see. Up next for the Eagles are the 3-7 and seven New York Giants. Currently, Philly opened up a minus 3.5 point favorite, under over 46.5. New York Giants right now 3-7, and seven, coming off the loss from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Daniel Jones didn't look so hot in that game, wasn't too impressed. Saquon Barkley finally came back. You can see he's still coming back from injury. It's going to take him at least another one or two weeks to be the normal Saquon Barkley that we're used to seeing. And Kadarius Toney leading the way uh, in the wide receiver section. I don't, I'm not afraid of the Giants. They can play well. I think Philly continues the win streak here. You know, the Giants, they played a quiet game against Tampa, right? And, you know, part of it is they just don't have their full complement of guys uh, receiver-wise. Secondly, yeah, Barkley was back, but he's not 100% yet. Uh, a little bit of game flow issues, and, uh, of course, Tampa likes to shut down the run. Um, so, you know, uh, yeah, I'm not too afraid of him. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I like the Eagles this week coming out. I think the Eagles could win this thing, say, 31-20. I think that what the Eagles have to do is they got to keep that pressure. they got to get in Daniel Jones's face, and they got to keep away from, you know, any big plays. Yeah, force Daniel Jones to throw interceptions. That's usually the way teams beat the Giants is he'll throw one, two, even three picks. Uh, and then you got to keep Saquon Barkley quiet. You think he's going to want to have a big game playing the Eagles, and we'll see how that works. But a big game, Eagles-Giants this week. Now let's talk about a little fantasy football. Fantasy football. 
All right, start with a wide receiver position. We got Adam Thielen out of Minnesota. Last week, 10 targets, 8 receptions, 82 yards and a touchdown, 22 fantasy points. Playing at San Francisco this week, 15 projected points. He's the number 35 overall fantasy player. Kirk Cousins not getting a lot of love this year. I think he's having a great season. It does help having Jefferson on the other side. He's becoming a superstar in the NFL. But, you know, they also have Dalvin Cook, too. So there's a lot of defensive eyeballs on a lot of players. But Adam Thielen, he's been producing year over year over year. That's why he's number 35 overall. Yeah, no, Thielen did a great job. And, you know, actually, considering who they played, right, Green Bay secondary, uh, they've been really playing well, and both of these receivers put up some uh, yards. And uh, forget about Jefferson; he just blew the top off the uh, off the game yesterday. Uh, two weeks week. in a row. Yeah, two weeks in a row. He just, uh, you know, I, I can't say he's a monster, but he sure played well. You know, I like feeling uh, this week. I think uh, the big deal with San Fran is they're such a ball control team; you don't get the ball very much. Um, and then I think Minnesota will probably try to run it down their throat too with Cook. So this could be a, a pretty quiet game. Not too many points scored. Um, but I still think Thielen's going to get his looks because they have to watch Cook. They have to watch Jefferson. So, you know, probably six, uh, six out of eight, maybe 70 yards. But I'm not sure he gets a touchdown. Well, it's it's 50-50 every week with Thielen and Jefferson on who's yep. scoring touchdowns. Yep. It's not every week they're both scoring. But either way, one of the guys playing well. So I expect big things at Adam Thielen against San Fran this week. Um, up next, Deontay Johnson out of Pittsburgh. Uh, 13 targets, 7 receptions, 100 yards, uh, 1 touchdown, 23 fantasy points this week. He's playing at Cincinnati. Uh, he's the number 47 player overall. I think he may be top 5 in targets. He's had, what, 13-plus targets in the last 5 games? Well, he was the only guy, right? Claypool was playing a little hurt. Um, uh, you know, Ebron went down, so they had Fryermuth. Uh, they were playing with the backup. Uh, who's that? Um Behind Ben um, Rudolph, yeah, Rudolph. He was he didn't play very well, really. They try to give it to uh, Harris as much as possible, but Johnson is their guy that they trust. You know, with Schuster gone, so you know he's kind of like the safety net, right? He's the safety blanket. I was surprised he got as many yards as he did. Um, now against Cincinnati, I don't think they're as tough of a secondary. I think he's definitely going to get space, uh, and I think they have to try to figure out a way to to open up the lanes for Najee Harris because right now everyone's stacking the box. Well, it's Johnson and Harris. Uh, that's everything for Pittsburgh. If those guys aren't doing well on the outside and the inside, Pittsburgh's not going to win. I think a lot of teams want to take Harris away just because he's going to get 22 rushes. He's going to get five, six targets out of the backfield. Uh, Deontay Johnson hasn't been finding a lot of end zone. He's getting a lot of yards in between the 20s. They've been closing him down the end zone. But still, if you could shut those two players down, Cincinnati should win this game. Yeah, um, you know, Pittsburgh, they're just muddling through with their defense for the most part, and they're keeping games close enough. Uh, Boswell had a big week last week, so they were, you know, working between the 20s, and Boswell was finishing it off. I think Cincinnati, um, depending— And this is at Cincinnati. Cincinnati's been beat down for, what, 15, 18 years from Pittsburgh, so I think the fan base finally feels like maybe this is their chance to throw the Steelers back a little bit that they've been getting. I agree with that. Um, and I, I think Cincinnati's going to try to put everything together, finally. They haven't played a con- real consistent game since early in the season. You know, I, I keep hearkening back to that loss to the Jets that kicked me out of Survivor League. Um, last week, it wasn't really a complete game, but I tell you what, Joe Mixon, that was a complete effort last week. So I, I think this would be a, a pretty fair game, but you know, uh, I don't know. Uh, we'll have to see who wins that one. Agreed. Finally, we got DJ Moore out of Carolina. Had five receptions on seven targets, 50 yards and a touchdown, 16 fantasy 
points playing at Miami this week. He's the number 39 player overall. He's a very quiet player, not a very showy player, but he had Cam Newton, Teddy Bridgewater, Sam Darnold, back to Cam Newton, and he's still catching touchdowns. So I think DJ Moore, he's super reliable. Love him to have him on our team because he catches touchdowns, not since week four. This is the first one he's had since week four, but he's a very reliable 12, 15 fantasy point player per week. Yeah, he uh, he started the season off real well when uh, Carolina was on a roll. And uh, all of a sudden, you know, uh, the ghost of Darnold showed up and spooked him. So, you know, he's gone, Cam's in, and I think that's what's helping DJ more. And you know what? Carolina needs more to come back online. And I think having CMC back in the lineup, Christian McCaffrey makes a big difference now because you can't just sit on Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore. You have to watch about McCaffrey coming out of the backfield, getting 30, 35 touches again. And don't forget the uh, the, the run snake himself, Cam Newton. So it's just another part to the, uh, of the puzzle that Miami's going to have to contend with. I, I think Moore probably does okay. He's probably, you know, five of eight passes, 65 yards and a touchdown. Um, I'm not really sure the way that game's going, uh, but we'll talk about it later. Agreed. All right, let's move on to the running back position. Uh, We're going to start with Mark Ingram out of New Orleans. He had 16 rushes, 88 yards, no touchdowns, also six receptions, 25 yards. Number 111 fantasy player, um, 35 points in the last two weeks playing Buffalo, but we're not sure about Kamara coming back this week. He was traded um, from Houston two weeks ago, but 35 points in two weeks as a trade pickup, backup running back, he's done very well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you you look at what he's actually done. I mean, and he must be kissing the Blarney Stone every day he wakes up saying, thank God I'm not in Houston anymore. But, um, you know, they knew something was wrong with Kamara. That's why they traded for him. They brought him back home. He's happy. He's played extremely well, like you said, right, ever since uh, Kamara's gone down and even before. So uh, what a great game he played against, uh, you know, the, uh, the Eagles. And, you know, he put up his points, and thankfully he got the uh, receptions to, you know, get his fantasy value up. This week, you know, everyone would say, oh, no, Buffalo, you know, it's going to shut him down. But I'm not sure who I'm not sure who Buffalo is right now. So uh, I think if he plays, and I do think he probably will play on a short week one more time for Kamara, you know, I, I like him to get probably 20 touches, maybe six receptions out of that, 100 yards, touchdown. Yeah, big picture, even when Kamara comes back in two weeks, three weeks, whenever it is, even this week, having a one-two punch. I mean, when Latavius Murray was able to come in, when Kamara did the 80 yards all the way down and punching an 18-yard touchdown, that was a lot for the Saints. Maybe not fantasy owners liking that because you lose the Kamara points. Yeah, of course. But as a team, having a one-two punch, a guy who wants to be in New Orleans, who wants to run. I've loved Ingram since his days in Alabama. He was a Heisman winner. It's good to see him back. You know, he's a solid, uh, you know, put his head down, put his shoulder down, and pick up those three to five yards, uh, game in and game out. And if you keep him a little fresher and you keep uh, Kamara from taking those big hard hits on the goal line, it's probably a win-win. So let's talk about our next running back, James Robinson out of Jacksonville. Had only 12 rushes, 29 yards, and a touchdown, two receptions, 12 fantasy points, number 58 player overall. He's one of my favorite running backs. I picked him up last year on the waiver wire after week two, ended up saving my season. Uh, Had the last-minute touchdown that actually helped the Kahuna stay in first place this week. But I love James Robinson. I think he's a big part of Jacksonville. I know he was banged up last week. But he brings it week in and week out. And I think Jacksonville would have found more success early on the season if they would have made him the workhorse. Give him 70, 80 percent of the snaps, not 40, 50 percent. Yeah. And uh, I do appreciate that somehow the wind blew just so hard enough to blow him over the uh, the goal line last week. Thank you very much. Um, you know what? He was coming back off of being hurt. He's got the heel. Uh, he's got an ankle, maybe a knee. So... You know, and going against San Fran, they're kind of tough against the run. So I didn't really see him doing a lot of work uh, uh, last week. 
the fact, like I said, that he fell into the end zone, I was very happy. Now this week, Atlanta, I'm not really sure what's going on in Atlanta, right? I mean, their defense has played some good games, but they've also been very neutral on, on many games. Their offense is just really not hitting. They, they are losing guys left and right. Not sure if Corderell's back. So I think this is a game Jacksonville could win, and I think the only way they're going to win it is they're going to have to get Robinson involved. So I see him having a, a heavy workload and uh, hopefully at least getting one touchdown. Yeah, I agree. I could see anywhere 12, 13 rushes, 58 yards, touchdown, a couple catches out of the backfield. And finally, third running back, Joe Mixon out of Cincinnati, 30 rushes. Again, 30 rushes, 123 yards, two touchdowns last week, 24 fantasy points, playing Pittsburgh Steelers this week. We talked about that game. He's the number 21 overall fantasy player. Again, I'm going to say 30 rushes again because this 30 rushes is a lot of rushes for anybody, and he's been doing it week after week. He's an RB1 this year, no question, but the Bengals in general. Finally, a quarterback, a running back, wide receiver combinations. Bengals have always had Palmer, Ochocinco, no running back, or they've had great running backs. Now they finally have a full team, a complement of players, and that helps everybody because you can't just focus on Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, Joe Mixon out of the back. So great team. I like them beating Pittsburgh this week. Good job, Joe Mixon. Hey, Joe Mixon, he was uh, he was amazing. I watched that game, and uh, he just he looked like he was five years younger all of a sudden. He was hitting holes. He was breaking tackles. Uh, catching passes out of the uh, backfield, scoring touchdowns, almost at ease. So he looks real strong. And uh, the Cincinnati team really depends on their defense. You know, if they play well and they get the ball back from Pittsburgh, I think they beat him as well. Um, but, you know, who knows if uh, if Micah Fitzpatrick's, Micah Fitzpatrick's coming back, T.J. Watt, if they play, it's a different story because the Pittsburgh D is solid. Oh, then give Jamar Chase a couple more chances over the top of play. <laughs> there you go. All right, let's talk about the New York Jets. So the New York Jets lost to the Miami Dolphins this week, 24-17. The New York Jets are new two and are now 2-8. and eight. I was at the game. I want to thank all the Viper family, Big John, for uh, getting me the tickets to the game. Also, the E25 tailgate. Uh, what a great time. I appreciate it. So to the game, Joe Flacco, I thought he did a great job. 24-39, 291 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Michael Carter, nine attempts, 63 rush yards, got taken down on the half-inch line, got injured, and then the Jet offense, I thought, was not the same in the second half. And finally, Elijah Moore, eight receptions, 141 yards, a touchdown, huge breakout game for the rookie. Was happy to see it. You know what? Uh, To my surprise, Joe Flacco actually did play a good game. Um, You know, he's not lighting it on fire anymore. He's not a real difference maker, but he didn't make the mistakes, right? And that for a jet team is phenomenal. If you're not in the game, if you, if you can keep them in the game and something could happen and maybe you get a turnover, all of a sudden you're going to win a game. Um, and having said that, uh, Zach Wilson's going to start this week. So I, I'm not sure what that's going to bring back. I was watching uh, uh, Mark Sanchez. Uh, he was talking on the radio and he was talking about Zach Wilson coming back and what they need to do uh, to make him succeed. And he talked about small plays, small wins. Do a couple plays in the beginning, whether you win the game, you lose the game by 33, it doesn't matter. It's about building up Zach Wilson. There will be no playoffs for the Jets. So we have to start with small wins, get the protections right, make sure he's getting some open plays. And regardless of the outcome, regardless of the score, as long as he's not turning the ball over, not fumbling, making passes. Just like this, Joe Flacco played great. We lost the game, but it was a good game for the for the receivers. Yeah, and, you know, this week against Houston, and, you know, I kind of actually, 
I don't know why, but I'm going to look for the Jets to win this as an upset. Um, you know, Houston is a quietly good defense, even though their record doesn't show it. Uh, now with Tyrod back, you got to really watch him, right? Two running rushing touchdowns last week. Um, they have Cooks. He's always getting open. He's always making plays. But Houston doesn't have a running game. I mean, you know, you're hanging on David Johnson. The guy's done. I agree. I agree. Right now, Houston opened up at minus three, the over under 44. It's now Houston minus two and a half. That means there's a little bit of money coming in on the Jets early. You said Tyrod Taylor last week, 107 passing yards, but he had two rushing touchdowns, and that was a big win for the for the Houston Texans. Yeah, you know, and uh, I, I like Elijah Moore this week. And, uh, you know, Zach, he likes Corey Davis. you got Crowder. So you've got all the pieces to move that ball, move the chains, forget the big plays. Uh, Ty Johnson, get him in, out of the backfield. You know, Tevin Coleman, make a few holes and just protect Zach. That's what we got to do this week. And I think if we do all those things, I'm looking for the Jets to pull one out. Maybe, what, 17, 16? I don't know. Yeah, we'll see what happens. You're right, David Johnson. I mean, two years ago, uh, the trade for Hopkins and him, uh, how'd that work out, right? Exactly. Arizona looks pretty good. You mentioned Brandon Cooks. He's kind of been a journeyman guy. But everywhere he goes, he's putting up statistics. He's usually a WR1 or 2, worst case. And uh, Cooks is having a good year. So you got to be careful of him getting past the corners. Um, Just like the other day, the Jets had a blown coverage. Big touchdown down the left-hand side, and, you know, that changed the game. So we'll see what happens with the Jets. Jets-Houston this week, both teams 2-8. and eight, So this game has a lot to do with the draft order as well coming up in 2023. And usually when it comes to the Jets uh, winning games for draft order, they ended up winning more than they lose. Yeah, right. Well, they can't both lose. All right, let's go to our final thoughts, picks of the week. Lock of the week. So we're going to start off with the Tampa Bay Bucks six and three versus the Indianapolis Colts six and five. Line opened up Tampa Bay minus two and a half. It's now Tampa minus three. Uh, Tom Brady and company big win against the Giants, and then we could talk about Jonathan Taylor and he's off his five touchdown performance. Yeah, that, that was kind of amazing, right? I mean, Taylor's definitely taken over as the number one NFL uh, RB right now ever since Derek went down, but it doesn't matter if you're number one or number 300. You put up five touchdowns in the game, everyone's paying attention. So hats off to Jonathan Taylor, just an amazing player. Was it Jamal Charles was the last person with five touchdowns? I, well, I don't know if he's the last one, but I was. I played him that time. And I had him in the playoffs on three different teams. 53 fantasy points, right? Yeah, yeah and uh, I tell you what, it was. It was. Uh, I loved it. I had a great, great Christmas for that one. So we'll see what happens. I think this is going to be an extremely difficult game. The Indy, Indy Colts have been playing very well. Colts are at home. I think it'll be tough. That's why the line's so tight. I still want to go with Tampa Bay on this. I would like uh, like to say Tom Brady is going to continue to throw touchdown passes. I don't know if Antonio Brown's coming back to the lineup. 5-1 and one or 4-1 and one with Antonio Brown in the lineup and Rob Brunk. Gronkowski. So it's a big difference when all of the weapons are there for Tampa. You know, Tom, uh, he thank God he looked a little bit better against the Giants, but it's the Giants. But he was kind of messed up, right, against Washington a week before. Well, I'm going to say is that you got to take the GOAT or you got to take Carson Wentz. Yeah, Carson's been playing pretty good uh, football lately. This is Philly talk show. Okay, you want to take Tom Brady or Carson Wentz? Well, of course I, I'm taking Tom Brady, okay. but it's not going to be a walk. I mean, I, I'm, look, I'm looking at 27-24 Tampa, but you know, uh, Tampa can stop the run or at least slow it down. So I don't see Carson being able to just lean on, on uh, JT. I think Carson's going to have to move the ball in the air. And I think uh, you're going to see Pittman figuring into this game. 
Yeah, I agree with everything you said. Tough for him to score another five touchdowns. Uh, I don't think he'll do that again. So if they can hold him to two touchdowns, that puts the Bucks in the area of winning the game, like you said, maybe 30-24, something of the sort. And remember, you know, the back end, Tampa's defense still not that good. Uh, I think one big thing everybody has to watch for this game, does Vita Vea come back? Because he'll really put a, a clamp on JT. And on the uh, Indy side, they're linebackers. You know, if they're there and they're healthy, that's going to slow down over the middle of the field. It's going to slow down uh, uh, Fournette. Was it David Leonard, one of their middle linebackers? Yeah, really so I'm not player. sure if he's back yet for sure. But, um, you know, that, that's what I got to look at. I got to look at uh, how healthy the defense is, and I think that's going to swing this game. All right, let's go Carolina Panthers 5-6, and six, Miami Dolphins 4-7. and seven. Line opened up, Miami minus 1, now Carolina minus 1.5. So a lot of money coming in in Carolina. Uh, we could talk Cam Newton, we could talk Christian McCaffrey, two in the Dolphins. I just saw Miami against the Jets. I was not impressed. I was not impressed with what they brought. I think Christian McCaffrey could win this game by himself this week. I think he can have 25 carries, 140 yards, two touchdowns. Well, well, first of all, Cam let him, you know, because he's always putting the ball in his belly and then t- taking it out and going for three or four uh, yards. Well, Carolina lost last week. So, you know, maybe if they would have won two in a row and they played Cam Newton ball, but it's it's Christian McCaffrey's team. He's the guy. They've been giving them the ball, you know, enough chances. So I say they continue that that way. It's not as good as Washington, uh, Miami. So I, I like Carolina. You know, Miami, uh, they're going to have to play tough D to stay in this game. Uh, hopefully the Carolina D shows up, right? Because you don't know week to week which Carolina defense is showing up. Correct. But, um, you know, I, I like Carolina in this, and every time I pick Carolina this year, they do me bad. But I like Carolina like 20 to 17. I don't think this is going to be a blowout game either way. Uh, CMC should get his. He should get 20 touches. He should get about 125 yards. Touchdown, I'm hoping, that uh, Cam doesn't vulture him. Um, and if Cam can open up the, uh, the downfield throwing a little bit, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, uh, and then just let the defense do its work. Uh, on the other hand, Tua. Not not too bad. He's been playing pretty well. He's got his boy Waddle out there. Gasecki. Gasecki, but Gasecki doesn't get any touchdown throws. I don't know what's going on. He gets five to eight passes in the first half, and then he disappears. So something's going on with two and Gasecki as far as the game plan. Um, but the defense from Miami, they're not too bad on the back end. So I think this is going to be a lot of, uh, a lot of can- uh, CMC. Uh, I agree. So final game, a little Thanksgiving game, Las Vegas or yeah, Las Vegas Raiders. I was saying it should have been Oakland Raiders, five and five <laughs> versus the Dallas Cowboys, seven and three. Uh, line opened at Dallas minus seven. It's now Dallas minus seven and a half. Uh, we could talk about Dak and the wide receivers, maybe some of the injuries. Um, but this is a big Thanksgiving game. A lot of people like Dallas. I'm going to say money line Dallas. I think it could be a little closer than people think. Yeah, I, God, I don't know what's going to happen here, right? Uh, we know Amari's out. We're anticipating C.D. Lamb is that. He took a kind of a, a tough shot to the head when he fell backwards. Correct. Um, you know, Wilson will be in there. Gallup's going to be uh, working. But something's going on with that offensive line, right? They're making holes for the run, but they're not protecting Dak. I don't know what's going on. But you remember, Denver messed with him, right? They were in his face. Terrible game. Kansas City kept them off the board as well. Absolutely. So something's going on, and they got Dak running, and he's not getting set, and he's not making his plays. Um, so am I worried? No, they're in Dallas. They're in Jerry world. Thanksgiving. I think, yeah. Thanksgiving. I think things are going to be fine. I'm looking for actually, uh, uh, Schultz to have a, a blow up game. One, maybe two touchdowns because, uh, the Raiders are kind of a little weak against the tight end. Um, and then having said all that, what Derek Carr, you know, he's not the same as he was early in the year. He's just not making those plays. And, and part of it is 
now that Waller's back, that's all he does. He looks for Waller, Waller, Waller. Now, is he a fantastic tight end? Yes. Is he making plays? Yes. But you know who's always open? Hunter Renfro. And they basically throw it to him five, six times and then forget about him. And I don't understand that. Jacobs is getting back. He's healthy. The Drake is getting more play. Uh, I think you're really going to come down again to the defense for the Raiders. You know, if they make some big plays, because remember, Crosby, that guy's he's he's crazy. See, I'm going to go. It's going to come down to the Dallas defense. Trayvon Diggs, big, big time interception. That's what Dallas is going to need to change the momentum. So I'm going to go Dallas D getting the big win here, but still money line Dallas. I like seven points, but I don't like seven and a half. Never did, uh, especially on an early week game with injuries. I'll take Dallas by three. Well, I'm thinking it's going to be a big Big week for Dallas. I think they're going to have to come back and correct some mistakes. And I'm actually looking for them to, to, to win it by like 31 to 20. But that's a lot of wishful thinking, and I really hope CeeDee Lamb is back. Well, we've been uh, we've been right with uh, going against Vegas the last two weeks. I mean, we were real heavy, you know, what, uh, Kansas City Raiders. And then I forgot the game last week. We were big against the Cincinnati. We were big against Cincinnati or or the Raiders. So yep. we'll see what happens. I'm going to go against the Raiders this week again. But I think it'd be close. You say it'd be a little bit of a blowout. See what happens. Well, I listen, I want to just say uh, to everybody out there, don't eat too much. You know, get that tryptophan work and you'll be sleeping <laughs> on the couch watching some football because that's what I'm going to be doing. So you all have a good one. Thanks for listening to the show. I appreciate it. We want to thank our uh, sponsor, Steel Pixel Studios, our producer, Ben Orr. Uh, have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Go Jets 2-8. and eight. Go Eagles 5-6. and six. And thank you for listening to Goon and the Wasp. 